Everybody, this is Inside the Music Scene, and you are listening to River Radio, and I'm Tara Dean. So, I haven't been live in the studio for a couple of weeks, and I've really, really missed it. So, I'm so glad to be back and speaking to you today. So, I've got, I know I say this every single week, but I have genuinely got a jam-packed show for you today. We've got so much to cover and I'm super excited. So I have got a couple of interviews that couldn't fit into last week's show. So last week's show was all about Reading Pride and I showcased all the interviews that I took behind the scenes at the Reading Pride live stage. So I've got some interviews from Hattie Taylor and also Lack of Faith. I'm going to be playing some unsigned musicians music from our local music scene. Also, I'm going to be dedicating a song to one of the acts um, that performed at Reading Pride as well because I did promise them last week and there was just so much to talk about. I didn't want to rush through anything. So also coming up on the show from half past seven this evening, I am going to be joined by world-renowned, just amazing, famous jazz pianist, um, John Hawless. So he's worked with so many people within the jazz scene and I'm going to be asking him questions all about his event, which is happening at Norden Farm on the 1st of October. So make sure you stay tuned for the whole, whole show. Also throughout, we're going to be playing the popular game Reverse Reverse. If you have listened to my show before, you know how it works. But if you are new to Inside the Music Scene, Welcome. This is your show all about your local music scene and beyond. Um, so over on the At Real Radio Live Facebook page, I've posted a reverse reverse track. Now this is where I reverse a popular song and you have to give a little comment on the Facebook page and guess which song I have reversed. And if you're right, you get a shout out on the radio. What more could you ask for? So first of all, I want to start off with dedicating this song to um, some musicians that performed at Reading Pride a few weeks ago and I absolutely loved the event. I promised them I'd dedicate a Lucy Spragan song to them. So I'm going to start off with one of my favourite Lucy Spragan songs and this was Today Was A Good Day. Watching the sunset, I listen to every word you say. I hang on your last breath, I watch you get undressed, cause I think you're perfect. The moonlight kissed a glow onto your skin, like paint on a canvas, and I love your arm wrapped around my waist. Under a blanket where I don't get anxious, so I wanna A head full of silence, not much in my brain And all I want to say is today was a good day I 
River Radio and that was Today Was A Good Day by Lucy Spragan and that is one of my favourite tracks from her album which was Today Was A Good Day I absolutely love that song because sometimes it's just really nice to kind of put you in a really good mood and I thought we should start off the show as we mean to go on so I dedicated that song to a band called Indigo Child who are inspired by Lucy Spragan and they told me their story and kind of how they became a band in my last show so if you want to hear indigo child's interview please do listen to my past show so all of my shows inside the music scene are actually turned into podcasts and automatically popped over on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and everywhere so if you google inside the music scene podcast everything will come up also you can listen again over on the river radio website so if you missed my Reading Pride show last week or Miss Mike Reed, uh, Mark Reed from A1 or Janine Johnson had some fantastic acts. So if you want to go back and listen to it on a run or when you're waking up in the morning, then you've got a lot to listen to. I think there's nearly 20 shows now. It's crazy. So as I said in my introduction, I've got some interviews to play from Reading Pride. I'm just going to crack on because we've only got 20 minutes till we're going to be getting the amazing John Haller on the phone, a very, very famous jazz musician. Um, So at Reading Pride, I spoke to Hattie Taylor. Now, Hattie worked at Reading Pride, so she was... um, involved in running the event she had a high fizz jacket on she she was loving it and but she was also a musician who played on the pride live stage that day so we discussed kind of what is normal um and we discussed kind of like we need to make everything that is at pride kind of every everybody's normal you know it's not it's not every day that you see certain things um da- down the street and stuff like that so we kind of touched on that and i think it's just really nice to be raising awareness i always touch on this on my shows but um st- st- Stuff like pride and and things that aren't necessarily always widely talked about is so important to speak about and I love it and I would do anything for um, the pride community. So this is kind of what we spoke about in our interview. So without further ado, if I've got my laptop fixed up properly, this should come through about now. Here we go. 
No, it didn't. It didn't work. I'm going to try this one more time. I love technology, don't you? All the listeners out there, I know. I know that you know my pain right now. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if this works from here. Of the Pride Alive stage with Hattie Taylor. Now, tell me a little about, bit about yourself. You're on the committee, as I can see, from your high vis and your lanyard, yeah. but you're also a singer as well. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah. Um, so this is a new project for me. I've been on the sort of local music scene for about 12 years um, in a band called Vienna Ditto. Um, and we split up over lockdown. So I'm now, um, yeah, on an exciting solo journey. Um, that sounds very exciting. So, so if you broke up over lockdown, so would this be one of your first gigs? Yes, yeah, this is my second, second gig, yeah. And are, are you nervous for it? I am, I am really nervous. I think it's also probably like the longest break I've had all day. So that's helping. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll stay chatting for you for as long as possible then, so you can have more of a break. So what do you do on the committee? Um, I'm the volunteer coordinator, yeah. That's... Oh wow, so how did you get involved in that? Um, I've known Sophie from the music scene for years and years. So um, Everybody knows Sophie, doesn't they? they? <laughs> yeah, and um, she suggested I could, yeah, put my name forward and I did. So it's been, yeah, good. Fantastic. So if you could describe your music, your new solo, solo act to anybody, who would it be? I know you might be able to just finding your sound still, but, yeah. but how would you describe it? Um, I guess, yeah, you're right. I am still sort of still finding my sound, but it's... Um, my kind of unique thing, I suppose, for me is I loop a lot of my vocals, so um, it kind of builds up uh, and yeah, it gets a bit bigger than maybe a sort of just a one person. So yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Like the Ed, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> so what 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 does pride mean to you, Hattie? Um, pride is everything. Pride is um, a space where I think several people have said to me today that this is the day of the year that they feel normal, um, which is kind of, yeah. It's also really sad. Yes, yeah. And it, it shows us that we've got a long way to go, I think, in terms of, yeah, normalising what is normal and, um, and working away from the kind of human neutral, like, um, yeah, and uh, sort of... Uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're saying everything right, honestly. Don't be nervous. Um, it, it's just, yeah, everything you said is perfect. It's an amazing event, so inclusive. It, everybody is, is welcome and nobody judges you. And nobody, like, from where you dress, the way you act, the way you look, you know, we've got so many random outfits from people dressed up as different animals to people on leashes to everything here but that's normal that's normal today i mean to be fair it's normal all the time it wouldn't always seeing things um down reading high street yeah. somebody on a leash you don't always see all the time so um it's do you know what it's really nice to see people being themselves and you know it's so nice isn't it it really is yeah so you obviously you're sticking around all day who has been your favorite favorite act that you've seen today i think carter the bandit like was brilliant um yeah and the sort of first like out gay black rapper in the uk like was brilliant like yeah and i think for to grace the reading stage was brilliant like yeah we're really honored i am anyway yeah and i guess they kind of paved the way for others others kind of like in in their kind of community as well so that's really cool when somebody like that comes along isn't it 
Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So I'm going to let you go because you kind of yeah, work, aren't you? I've kind of given you a break. But I should probably let you go now. So is there any final words? Um, happy Pride. <laughs> happy Pride. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Hattie. Yeah. And um, thank you very much for listening and watching. Make sure you follow Hattie on Instagram. I'm going to tag her in this video. Thank you very much. So that was my interview with Hattie Taylor. Now, I did say I'll tag her in this video, but also it was for the radio. It was primarily for the radio, but I did actually film it and I have uploaded it to YouTube and I'm going to be publishing the YouTube channel very soon. Um, but also I have popped a snippet of it over on my Instagram. So if you fancy follow me on there, um, now that's at Tara Dean Music, Dean with an E. Also, I did pop the same snippet on River Radio's Instagram as well. So that's at River Radio Live over on Instagram actually also on Facebook and Twitter as well so make sure that you follow River Radio on all social medias to keep up to date with all the events everybody's attending what shows are coming up and there are some fantastic shows from River Radio so make sure that you check out our schedule because there's definitely going to be a show for you we've got everything from books to stage to um, to sport to gaming to everything so make sure that you check out the schedule because as I said there's definitely some something for you and make sure you stay listening to inside the music scene with me Tara Dean because I've got 45 minutes I don't know where the first 15 minutes have gone still so much I have got an interview with lack of faith coming up also I've got some more unsigned music from our local music scene and also as I have mentioned before we have got the amazing John Haller and he is going to be on the phone at half past seven. And I've got some fantastic questions to ask. And I just cannot wait. So let's play some music. So at the end of my show last week, if you listened, if you haven't listened, as I said, you can go over to um, the podcast and listen again. I started to play Colours and Fires and we ran out of time. So I'm going to be playing the whole song right now. I love Colours and Fires. They are one of my favourite local bands just because of everything they stand for, their message, their music. And Sophie, who is the lead singer of Colours and Fires, um, she's just amazing. And she ran the Pride Alive stage at Reading Pride. And... Um, yeah I can't actually put into words how supportive um, this woman is and she is a great asset to um, her community and she's fantastic so before this turns into a Sophie from Colours and Fires appreciation show which I'd be more than happy to present each week um, this is Never Letting Go by Colours and Fires
that was never letting go by colors and fires and i just love colors and fires music because every single word that is said you can absolutely feel sophie just singing it um she is just an incredible musician and and songwriter definitely i absolutely love playing her stuff on my show so thank you very much Sophie for sending in your music so if you'd like to send in your music just like Sophie has you can get in touch you can either email me directly or the studio so I'm going to give you two email addresses I'm going to give you 10 seconds to go and find a pen and paper I wish I had some inter interlude music to play while you're running around trying to find a pen and paper which is I think something of the past now nobody really has pen and paper you can put it on your phones as well um, so the email address to send your music in is Tara, that's T-A-R-A, at river.radio. And also you can email the studio, studio at river.radio. So you see what we've done there. Nice and simple. Um, but yeah, Tara at river.radio. If you want to send me any music, send me any links, send me as much information as possible. Um, and yeah, don't just send me links to music and then nothing else. Let's say hello, tell me your name, tell me a little bit about yourself, a bit behind your music. And I would absolutely love to hear from you so i have got to play the reverse reverse track now today has been chosen um by someone very special and reversed it sounds very weird um i think i probably would guess it um but then i know exactly what it is so everybody who is new to inside the music scene this is Reverse Reverse and this is where I reverse a popular song or a very well-known song and you, the listeners at home, have to guess which song I have reversed. 
now I have posted it over on the Facebook page at River Radio Live over on Facebook and if you just leave a comment on there and then you can see whether you're going to be right a little bit later on uh, when I reveal the answer to Reverse Reverse anyway I'm going to stop babbling on here is your Reverse Reverse track for today so that is a little bit tricky and if you don't know what it is it's very tricky actually but just think about the tone of the person's voice and the slowness of it if I can say slowness <laughs> um, and actually it is nice nice and easy once you get your head around it and I would say it's not a current song that's one of your clues I'm going to be playing the track twice more during the show but if you want to hear it over and over and over you are adamant you want to guess it before the end of the show make sure you head over to River Radio Live over on Facebook because then you can play the the um, track on repeat and annoy everybody in your household. Anyway, so I have got another interview that I would love to share with you before I get John Haller on the phone. And this is from Lack of Faith. Now, after this, I'm going to be playing some Lack of Faith as well. Lack of Faith are an amazing band and I just really enjoy playing the music on my show. So I caught up with Lack of Faith and this is when I went backstage at Reading Pride. And I'm going to be going backstage at another gig but I'm going to be telling you about that a bit later on in the show and I'm very excited about it so here we go without further ado this is my interview with Lack of Faith backstage of the Pride Alive stage today and I've just found Lack of Faith I've been trying to find you all day actually very difficult to pin down pretty quiet <laughs> yeah we're yeah, we're down for the occasion well we're only half of Lack of Faith yes. the other half are still on their way um, you are the dedicated spokespeople today yes definitely so if somebody hasn't heard Lack of Faith before how would you describe your music so it's a mix quite often we'll do a lot of covers but we also weave in some of our own Acoustic rock? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, that would stay. Acoustic rock. I love it. So, um, how much, when somebody sees you live, how much of it is original versus covers? It depends on the audience, uh, I think. So, if we're going to a pub, people like covers. Um, if we're playing uh, a much smaller venue, and people, you know, then we'll, we'll do a lot more of our own. Yeah, it's, it's depending on it's directly on the venue, of course. I mean, we've, we've done a couple of gigs where we've played mostly our own stuff. But it's down to how much you're getting paid. Oh, dear, how much you're getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it generally is, to be yeah, fair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we do, and it, it, say, the, when we play it live, because we normally have keyboards, I normally play keyboards as well, but we can't fit them on today because a bit of rush. Yeah. So some of it's uh, string-based. We've got some strings, all that sort of malarkey, mm. as well as guitars. And you, you mentioned kind of d- depends on different venue and stuff, but it's really nice to find a venue that supports original music as well. Is there any locally that, that you um, really enjoy playing? Well, we used to love um, the horn, um, but that's looking like it's closed down for the moment, so it looks like we've lost that. And, and uh, as we emerge from, from COVID and all of that sort of yeah, stuff, it's really interesting to see yeah. what's opening up, what people want. So it's almost like it's, it's almost like starting again. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's kind of 
of finding the communities again as well because everything was built up before lockdown uh, and ju- obviously just pre- in previous life and times um, and then yeah as you say everything's kind of shutting down it's it's getting a bit it's getting a bit crazy but is there any communities you think that's kind of thrived through lockdown like within the music scene have you found any music scenes not not for me personally I don't think really have I mean we as you say we when the lockdown came in last year we lost we had to cancel all our gigs all for the whole year which was quite a lot and we say we spent a while building up building up to get quite a regular following and uh, and it was just a real shame to lose it all so Chris says it's starting I think a lot of people feel in the same way I mean there was some outside stuff down at the butler and places like that and open mic but it's not I mean it's not quite what we do if you understand because we're and there's, and there's four yeah. of us and it's yeah. quite difficult yeah. to do an open mic with four of us <laughs> yeah. yes it, it is it is definitely I mean there's, there's a band that comes to my open mic night they always bring about they bring about four or five people so it's always manic like, oh quick all the XLRs going out but it's really nice when you can accommodate them as well so I think there's loads of open mic nights as long as you ask beforehand I think um, yeah yeah luckily this band always does let me know and I manage to always make sure I have so many uh, mic stands and XLRs as well it's always a fantastic band to see um, so, what does pride? What does pride actually mean to you? Have you what is your connection with pride? Our connection is is through Sophie, who's just an amazing dynamo in the Reading music scene that yeah. you, you talk about. She's just an amazing uh, human being. Um, and we've been a number of times, but this is our first time playing, so we're really super excited about that. Um, uh, and it's just such a relaxing, cool place for people to come and be who they want to be, and I love it. And you want you want to you, you want to support events, local events, no matter what. I mean, this is one great event. Uh, and you should say, after coming out of lockdown, so many things were cancelled. To put events on, you really support and sponsor. Otherwise, then it's going to happen. Well, the ukuleles have died, by the way. So. <laughs> I think we can definitely hear that in the background. I think there's about seven million ukuleles on the stage at the moment. So I'm not sure how I'm going to interview them all at once, but we can give it a little go. We can give it a go. Yeah, definitely. So you sticking around for the rest of the day? Yes, well, we're on at half six. So you're definitely sticking around for the rest of the day then? For the day. Yeah, we've been here all day and it's been fabulous. Yeah. So relaxed, so chilled. Yeah, and the weather's sort of held out for us, which has been good. Yes, it, it's weirdly warm. That's how I've been describing it. Weirdly warm. It looks like it should be freezing, but I was worried all day about what jacket to bring and I haven't even worn it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Def- definitely not. So thank you so much for being on my show and also over on my Instagram as well. So where can we find you? Um, we are on uh, Public, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> iTunes, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Deezer. And how will they find you? What's your handle? Uh, it's all lack of faith. It's all lack of faith. Lack of faith. Lack of faith. Yeah. Lack of faith. Uh, and uh, we've just released our new video last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is on YouTube and on, on YouTube, Facebook and uh, Vimeo. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to finding that and give, checking that out. I'll make sure to tag you in this video as well. So all my followers, make sure that you go and follow Lack of Faith. Um, and also, it'll be cool to have some of your music on my show at some point. Um, so let me know if you have anything recorded and anything online. We're going to go before the ukuleles start because um, they're very, very loud. But thank you so much for being on and um, I'll see you soon. Cool. Take Cheers, care. Cheers. Thank you. So that was my interview with Lack of Faith behind the 
Pride Alive stage. Oh, I nearly forgot the name of it then. The Pride Alive stage. And they were so lovely to talk to. And they do have recorded music. And they did send it across. And I'm going to have to say to you, I haven't listened to this song I'm about to play because it was sent over literally this evening. And I cannot wait. I trust them that this is radio friendly. Um, and I, I actually really love all the music that they have sent me. And it is just so unique to the local scene as well, um, which I just really enjoy. I really enjoy finding people that are breaking the norm. Um, and you, it's just nice to hear some different music. Anyway, here it is. And I'm going to be playing Lack of Faith after this. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Ooh. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. Took a gun and blew you away The precious life Of a shooting star A jealous guy In a sleazy bar And they say
so that was Lack of Faith with Hard Act to Follow. And I generally think they probably would be a very hard act to follow on any stage that they play at. Absolutely love their music, as I said before. So thank you very much for sending in your new music. So it is just after half past seven and it's the time that you've all been waiting for. I promised you an amazing jazz pianist who is performing at Northern Farm very soon. And I have John Haller on the phone right now. John, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Amazing. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for coming on my show, Inside the Music Scene. You've got a gig coming up at Norden Farm very soon, which I'll be asking you about um, near the end of the interview. But I think we should start at the very beginning, if that's all right. Um, do, you, do you remember the first time you ever played piano? I, I don't actually remember it, but I was six years old, apparently. Oh, wow. So did, did you have quite a musical family then? Well, it was a musical family. I thought that... I wanted to play the piano. I thought I remember asking my mum, can I play the piano? Because my brother, Dave, was three years older, was playing. Mm-hmm. But he, he assured me that wasn't the case. So um, so I don't know. I, I, I think he must be wrong, because I can't, can't think why I, I would ask my mother to play the piano if, well, you know, you, you follow your big brother, don't you? So um, Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it was a musical family, yeah. My mum played piano. And my dad was a trumpet player, and he was... He, he alternated between being semi-pro and professional trumpet mm-hmm. player, trombone player. He was a uh, professional a long time ago now. Um, now. In the 50s, there was a pretty pretty popular band uh, called Eric Delaney, mm-hmm. and he was in that band. It was on, there was a 6-5 special, which most of you wouldn't remember, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit like Top of the Pops and all that. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty sort of popular band as such. It's a good band too. And uh, Dad was in that. So it is, and of course, my brother's a wonderful trombone player, even though he is my brother. Yes, that was actually you've answered one of my questions, which I was going to ask you about. You've got a very, I've definitely done my research before you? having you on the show, and I found out you're amazing. Like as well as you being a very successful um, musician in your own right, your family's really um, successful as well. So you obviously have a very creative family. Where do you think that came from? Oh well, I suppose it's in the genes, I guess, because my father's family in. Where he was brought up in Somerset. Um, his, his grandfather played trombone in brass bands and all that. And my, I think, no, I, my grandmother played violin. I still got, I still got her a fiddle actually. So oh, I don't cool. know. It, it, it was music was around anyway, should we say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my brother must have followed on from my from my dad because uh, as a as a brass player, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you can kind of make an orchestra amongst the whole family then, in well, a way, I'm, can't you? <laughs> Not quite. I think I think I think my mum used to play in my dad's band, but they, I think dad was fond of telling people, no, don't, that's not right. And so I think my mum got <laughs> fed up with that, so she left. You know. <laughs> oh, I love that. So um, your event in Northern Farm is your tribute to Bill Evans. Um, so what inspired you to create the event like this? Um, has Bill Evans impacted your music? And and tell me a little bit about the connection there. I will tell you about the connection, but it wasn't really my idea. It was Ronnie Jones, who's playing, who's playing uh, drums, and he mm-hmm. does audio stuff. And I can't remember. How, it might be a couple of years ago now. He, I worked with him once in the West Country. And um, he phoned me up or got in touch with me. He said, I, I fancy doing a tribute to Bill Evans, and uh, would you be interested? So I said, yeah, I would be. So, that, so we did it, and we put it together. So it's, um, Ronnie, it's Ronnie's idea to do the tribute to Bill Evans, not that I disapprove of course because I, <laughs> I love it you know and, and the Bill Evans thing is well 
you know, I, I, I was about 16 when I first heard Bill Evans play, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds sort of fanciful, not not fanciful, it's the wrong word. It sounds, what did I say, a bit fairyland that it suddenly changed your life, but it mm-hmm. it did change my musical life, really, because I, I, I have listened to other piano players, and although I like them, um, when I heard Bill Evans, it was uh, a bit shattering, you know? Wow. So in, in what way did um, well, in what was it way the way was the fact he performed? I, the record we bought was, was Wals- called a Walsford Debbie, Bill Evans Trio, live at the British Vanguard, mm-hmm. and with Scott Lafaro, who was the most amazing bass player, and he died tragically in a car crash, 25. Um, mm. And also unusually, this, this was vinyl days, of course. Yes. And um, <laughs> the first track was a ballad, very slow ballad, which is pretty unusual. You usually put on a sort of a, you know, a jivey sort of... You do, don't mood. you? You don't, but this was, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, the thing that impressed me was, not impressed me, were many things, really. Um, it was the silence that he created, and most town players are roaring about, and he didn't, you know, so... Um, mm. But it was just that sort of, I mean, I, I had... I hesitate to use the word magic and spiritual and all that, but <laughs> I think I think I'd have to really for me. Well, that they are both amazing words to sum up something that's changed your life forever. And the way you're describing that music, to be fair, I think it sounds pretty magical to me as well. And um, it's really intriguing that Eleven um, started off with a slow song at the start of the record because. It used to be the last song of the side one that was always the slowest, so that people would always get up yeah. to change the record kind of thing. Yeah. So that is yeah. really interesting. I wonder, do you know the decision of that, or is it just, uh, that's just how he decided no, I don't. to do it? I, I mean, I'll tell you that you can get a box set of Bill Evans. He was there for, I don't know where it was, uh, morning and evening, mm. on a sun, I think it's Sunday at the British Vanguard. And first of all, they, they produced Water Debbie. Then they, then they produced Sunday Night at the British Vanguard. Then there were some outtakes. And then, uh, then they produced a box set, and actually, and this is everything that he recorded, even the ones which had a little bit of a mechanical goof in it. So you hear everything, and as it was done as well, and you hear little bits of talking. Oh, I really I recommend that. it to people because you get the atmosphere of being there, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know Definitely. where my Polish heart came in chronological order, um, but um, yeah. So you can, in fact, the first number you hear on the on the box set is Glorious Step, which was written by Scott LaFara, which Bill Evans played many times, even after his death. I mean, after after Scott LaFara's death, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, a bit you tricky. Got that, didn't you? Yeah, oh, no, you, I... you understood that. <laughs> I, I understood you, you, it. You can't play when you're dead. I don't think you can. <laughs> no, that would be very impressive if you could. It, it would um, be, wouldn't it? <laughs> it really, really would. It wouldn't, uh, wouldn't really matter what you played. If you, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <go on. laughs> Oh, I've lost it. I've lost my train of thought now. That just that oh. just that just switched me off then. But no, that's that's really interesting, and um, I think it, it's it's really interesting to talk about kind of the fact that you could hear little kind of things that weren't necessarily meant to be on the track as well, and little talking oh, yeah, yeah. in the background. Yeah, and one of my favourite um, musicians of all time, I was brought up very well, um, and my granddad used to um, show me a lot of the music he was brought up on, and. I love Glenn Miller and I love um, listening to his music and it's very similar to what you're describing. You can hear the one, two, three, four countings in the background, the band talking at the end and the instruments being picked up and put down. And it's just it just makes you feel like you're in the room with them, doesn't it? It does. But I mean, like you, you get live recordings, but normally they're you, sometimes you get the audience and you get 
Well, there's a there's a marvelous record by Cannibal Adley, the great alto player, who's who's a master at talking to the audience. It's mm-hmm. very entertaining. But on this Belen's um, uh, set, it, you get the in between which you you wouldn't normally. As I said, it's like being there, and you can nearly hear Bill Evans, what should we play now, sort of thing, you know. And it's, um, I find that fascinating, to be honest. Yeah. It's very organic, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. And is that something you're going to be having at your event? Is that something you're going to be trying to follow and kind of recreate, or is it more of a celebration of the music rather than a complete um, tribute? I think what you said there is, 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 is right, a celebration of the music, mm-hmm. really. I don't pretend to be Bill Evans. Um, <laughs> but, but, I think, but I think that you can with Bill Evans play his music and you don't have to sound it's like even people won't say oh I think I put on the record I mean and it's like I remember a great great friend of mine and a wonderful piano player called John Taylor said about Thelonious Monk he mm-hmm. said with another a great piano player and composer he said but the thing is he said you know the, the best person to play Monk is Monk and I you know it's so idiosyncratic that you think you can't do much with it yourself Mm-hmm. Um, but Bill Evans, I mean, he played loads of standard tunes and it's a very approachable music. And he wrote some great stuff himself. So I think you can, you know, you, you can play his music without being a carbon copy of it. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, anybody who listened to me probably would say, oh, he listened to Bill Evans. But the point is, most people did. I mean, that's, that's the influence, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go great composers, I mean, Beethoven listened to Mozart and Haydn and, and on it goes, you know. So it's, um, it's timeless, isn't it? Yes, that's right. It will never, it will never be okay. It's may, maybe classed as old music, but it and it's kind of called no, vintage and retro and stuff. It's yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always welcomed, yeah, right. mm, definitely. Yeah, and agreed. it's it, without that kind of music, this is well. I obviously have been brought up very well with my um, music knowledge, but um, without the kind of music like Bill Evans and everybody back in the kind of forties, you wouldn't have the music today. I'm not sure where along the late went wrong <laughs> to get to the music and the charts today but it, it's really important to kind of take the time to get to know music such as Bill Evans to understand where music evolved from don't you think? I do I do and um, you could have a good listen to, to music you don't have to like it it's, it's up to you mm-hmm. um, but you've got to give it a good a good going I think a good listen you know and you've got to be prepared to do a little bit of work on it because most things if they're, if they're worthwhile require a little bit of work. Don't give up because you don't like it first time. My, mm-hmm. my, I always do it, even now with, with music. I listen to it and get to know it reasonably well. And, I, and after that, I think, oh, I still don't like it. And then <laughs> I say, well, it's not for me. You know? No, exactly. There, there are but definitely you've got, some... But you've got to give it a chance, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So Sometimes there was... There was a recent song that, that got released um, and I did not like it when it first no. got released. And now I've listened to it over and over again because it's played too, far too much on the radio. And now mm. I really like it. And well, it's just caught yeah. in my head now. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. I don't know why that happens, but just some things grow on you, don't they? They um, do. But I mean, it, it could have been, Tara, could have been that you listened to it loads of time and you still didn't like it. And, yes. and that's, that's okay too because you've given it a go, you know. Definitely. And there, there's def- definitely people in the music industry that, I don't know, dislike each other. But I think that as long as you appreciate their music, it's kind of like anybody that does music, I appreciate them. And I think that yeah. that's, that's the main thing in the music industry, I reckon. So you've been in the I music think... industry for a while now, haven't you? Um, do you yeah. have a favourite memory that you could share with us? Of? Of being within the music industry. 
being with the, within, in the music industry. Yeah, kind of oh, like from um, your kind of experience or your favourite gig or anything like that. <laughs> oh, um, well, playing-wise, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was with, um, in 83, was asked to join the John Dankworth Theo Lane, which some people will not know, but a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, people my age will. And I suppose that was, we had some memorable concerts on that and I've had some memorable jazz gigs I suppose I can't really pinpoint there was a week with Chet Baker I mean there's which was recorded by the bass player and it's now now out on a on a label that's been selling all over the millions of people who listen to it wow. Chet, Chet Baker not only was a was a great player he was a sort of a, a James Dean you know character so he mm-hmm. thought he fascinates people but he, he, he was a great talent as well of course but um so that actually, I mean, that was quite um, that was quite um, inspiring to play with. Well, that's the wrong word, actually. It was scary to play with. Chet scary Baker, but, or no? But, <laughs> well, you trouble is, you see, you, you, these people are sort of you have records of them, and suddenly mm-hmm. you're playing with them. You you get a bit sort of think, wow, you know. So yeah. that was so. I I, I can't oh. I can't really pinpoint one Tara, to be honest. One which no, that's fine. Do you know what? Um, You've done so much in your career and you've played with some fabulous people. Um, I think every day kind of in your shoes would be a memorable day for a lot of musicians. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be playing a local artist next. So um, you're going to be with me right up until eight o'clock. Is that right? Okay, what Amazing. do I do? Hang on. Just hang on the phone for me for a second. And just before I play a little bit of um, Papa Truck, um, who have performed at Northern Farm just last week, I caught up with them, interviewed them for my show, and they're going to be on my show very, very soon. Um, I need to tell you, John, that there is somebody listening that is a massive fan. So I want to give a shout out to Omari, who messaged me saying, oh, no way, you've got John Haller on the phone. Um, And he was so excited. And he sent me a picture of his album with you featured on it. And yeah, so I just want to give a shout out to Omari. Who who is this? Omari, um, Omari um, Johnson Daly. He is an amazing um, local jazz musician. And right. he really loves your music. So I just oh, wanted to give you. a shout That's out lovely. to Omari. Oh, great. So yeah, if you lovely. hang on the line for me, John, I'm going to be playing some local music and then I'm going to be back with you in three minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So you are listening to Inside the Music Scene on River Radio and I am currently interviewing John Haller. But you know what? It's Inside the Music Scene. I always play some local music. So let's play a little bit of Papa Truck. The world is love. The word is love, love. The word is love. The word is love, love. The word is love. Tell you about a word for the wonders that I see. A day-to-day revelation of positivity. From moment to moment, I see it all around. Even in my darkest days, it surely can be found. The word is love, love. The word is love, the word is love, love. The word is love.
of the old In the hearts of the young A spark that starts a fire In the songs that were sung And today there's no difference I see it in front of me The joining of two hearts In blissful harmony The word is love, love The word is love, the word is love, love The word is love to River Radio. This is Inside the Music Scene with me, Atara Dean, and you just heard Papa Truck with The Word Is Love and a little bit of inside information. I'm going to be including their interview, which I took last week at Norden Farm on this show in a couple of weeks' time. So make sure you go and follow at River Radio Live over on Facebook and also my personal Instagram at Tara Dean Music to keep up to date with my shows and my content and who I'm going to be interviewing next. So currently I am interviewing John Haller, but before I get John back on the phone, I need to play you the reverse reverse track for today. Do you know what it is? So you have got about five minutes to head over to the River Radio Live Facebook page to be able to comment and say what you think I have reversed. What song? I did say it was from the... I guess olden days. <laughs> Can I say olden days? It was from um, kind of earlier music. It is obviously uh, a male voice singing, very low, very amazing melody there. So make sure you head over to River Radio Live Facebook page. You can listen to it over and over again if you haven't quite guessed it yet. But I think it's about time we bring John back on the call. John, you're still there. Yeah, still here. Amazing. Did you hear the reverse reverse track then? Yes. Do you think you might know what it is? No idea. No idea. Okay, well, we'll reveal, we'll reveal the answer in the next five minutes, and then um, I think everybody's going to okay. kick themselves, including yourself, I reckon. Um, so? <laughs> <laughs> so, um So, I've got a few more questions for you. Um, so... If you could, so you've done a lot of collaborations um, throughout your music career. Um, is there anybody that you haven't collaborated with 
but would love to collaborate with in the future? In the future? Yes. Or, or presently or whenever. Well, um, well, that's a good question. I, I'd like to do more with my, uh, players, which I know over here, but mm-hmm. and, and we were starting to, to some extent, do some stuff, but um, and then the the coronavirus came along, and yes. so so the players, but some of the players that um, I, I, I suppose I haven't really collaborated, but um, there's still some players in this country which I still want to sort of do some things mm-hmm. with, but I can't think of anything. You know, I'd like to play with with some of the the great. I'd like to play with some of the musicians that play with Chick Corea because mm-hmm. Chick Corea is one of, also one of my favourite musicians, and fantastic piano player, and he had such wonderful bass players. You know, some it's like John Papacucci and Eddie Gomez with with uh, Eddie Gomez played with Bill Evans, of course, for a long time. But Eddie Gomez was also with Chick Corea, and um, those that would um, that would be an ambition to play with them, but. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I um, haven't got any sort of direct ambition to to actually play with anybody. And and if I did, uh, the age I am now, they're probably all dead anyway. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, that's a bit morbid, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm alive, chatting away to you. Well, I hope you are, because you've got a gig coming up at Norden Farm, haven't you? So um, can you tell me a little bit about what people can expect from your event on the 1st of October? Okay, well, I'm presumably they're going to notice this is a tribute to Bill Evans, mm-hmm. but I hope that that won't. Um, if they have, if you haven't heard of Bill Evans, then I think they've got. Uh, you know, it'd be nice for them to come along and listen to, 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 to the music anyway. And if they are Bill Evans devotees, then there'll be lots of uh, stuff there which they, they will know. And um, I know a little bit about some of the stuff that, that Bill Evans did, mm-hmm. um, and. Mainly through a wonderful guy called Brian Hennessy, who was a big friend of Bill Evans, and I always wanted him to write a book. He never did, but um, so he told me lots of little anecdotes about you know certain things. So um, mm-hmm. there'll be a few interesting um, asides, should we say, for people that are interested in in Bill Evans. But basically, it would be it would be music which is very accessible, and we've got Ronnie Jones on drums, and uh, of course, and and the wonderful. My great friend Alec Dankworth on on double bass. Fantastic! Sounds like a great evening. Um, so you said that you kind of know a little bit about Bill Evans, and um, you kind of know a few stories. Are you going to be telling like little stories along the way, as well as the music? I probably will. Yeah, you know, I'll <laughs> bore everybody silly. Um, no, not at all. But uh, yeah, no, I do. I, I've got just a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert, but I mean, there's loads of books on Bill Evans, but. Um, Yes, yeah, I know. I knew certain things. I do. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I played. Um, actually, going. I played Northern Farm a couple of times with Alec, mm-hmm. and it's always been a good experience. So people oh. should come along just to hear Alec. He's a fantastic bass player. So, um, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Then I completely forgot sorry. how to read. Then um, I got all my questions written down. So, um, if people haven't heard of Bill Evans. How would you describe sorry? his music? So if, if people hadn't heard of Bill Evans, um, yeah. how would you describe his music? So if, if you're going to basically sell the event to the listeners who've never heard of Bill Evans, um, what kind of music would you, well, how would you describe it? Yeah, it would, it would be sort of chamber jazz, really, but a very, very melodic, um, extreme. I mean, especially now. I mean, never get, he's, I mean, I first heard him in 1961 and we're in mm-hmm. what, um, so um, it, it, not that he, 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 some somebody said somewhere 
and the, the Bill Evans was like listening to sophisticated cocktail music, which you can either take it as a backhanded compliment or an insult. <laughs> uh, in other words, it, it's on the surface, but the more you go into it, the more you get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very accessible, and if you like jazz, then I mean, most people, most jazz fans would have heard loads of Bill Evans stuff yes, anyway. Of but um, but they're going to hear you're going to hear a lot of tunes that, that they all know because um, Evans played. You know, like Autumn Leaves, My Foolish Heart, My Funny Valentine, all the old standards, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and one of the things that Bill Evans did was sort of, when you, when you heard him play a standard, it sort of you didn't really want to play it any other way, which is... <laughs> <laughs> and my dad used to have a go at me because I used to play a tune, you know, and he said, that's a nice tune. I said, oh, thank you. He said, did Bill Evans record that? <laughs> so I said, well, as it happens, Dad, he did. But uh, <laughs> so oh, um, that, that was, uh, that's, the, that's the influence he had, really. Mm-hmm. As soon as he played a tune, oh, I like that. I want to play it, you know. <laughs> well, that, that sounds yeah. like an amazing musician. And do you know what? Everybody, you need to head down to Northern Farm on the 1st of October to hear John's tribute to Bill Evans and amazing musicians with you in the background as well. So it's coming to the end of the show, John. So I'm going to have to say goodbye. But thank you so much for coming on Inside the Music Scene on River Radio. It's a pleasure, Tara. A pleasure. It's been lovely speaking with you, and um, Thank you. I'll pop your call after the show. <laughs> oh, I love. Right All right, then. Speak to you soon. Bye. 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 Do you want to put the phone down? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll hang up. <laughs> All right, cheers, okay, bye. <laughs> So that was John Haller and what a lovely, lovely chap. So if you missed the start of the show or you missed the start of um, John's interview, then what you can do is you can pop over to the River Radio website and then you can listen again. It's uploaded instantaneously or it might take an hour or so. It's also going to be instantly uploaded to Spotify and all the podcasting sites. So make sure you head over to there. There is also a link in my bio on Instagram at Taradi Music. So there is only 30 seconds left. So I think I've just about got, got enough time to play reverse reverse track one more time here we go so i can reveal the answer to reverse reverse today is my way by frank sinatra so well done for everybody who guessed right at home thank you so much to john for being on my show this is inside the music scene i've been tired this has been river radio and i'm going to be back next